I think it's gonna be okay. I think every little thing is gonna be alright. Don't worry about a thing. Well, not if you're in Westeros. Welcome to Brotherhood Without Manners, a full spoiler reread podcast where we are analyzing and breaking down a Game of Thrones first, I suppose. I'm Nate, and with me as always is my brother. Who you stole the AO from. Well, fuck you, man. That's my intro thing, I'm just saying. Well, I don't want to have to go through the effort of coming up with something for myself. So I'm just going to take yours. And take the credit. As far as I recall, I came up with it. I'm pretty sure that was me. Yeah. So, suck it. Gross. So, what's what's uh, what's going on? Anything you hear? Anything floating around? I just ate pizza. That was good pizza. That was good pizza. My stomach keeps yelling, so if you hear my stomach, my bad. Right into him and yell at him. Because but, I have been. But no, it was, it's been pretty... Quiet in Thrones world. Everybody's everybody. Actually, there's this great GIF I saw on uh, the Song of Ice and Fire subreddit where it, uh, somebody took the the conversation of Danny and Tyrion in season eight and put it where it was basically HBO and their PR team, and the PR <laughs> team was just arguing with them to release a trailer, and HBO is like, why? What does it give them? And the PR team is Tyrion, is like, you must give them their flights of fancy every now and then. And I <laughs> yeah, just yeah. That, was, that, that, like, that's it. We're just we're Yeah, so I saw something on Twitter that was along the same lines. People are hoping that there's going to be a trailer during, what is it, like the Oscars or something like I that. I don't know. And people thought there was going to be one during the Super Bowl, you know, and all we got was the Bud Knight. Hey, so. man, he was... That was cool. I want a trailer. I'm dying for a trailer. I'm okay with a trailer. I'm, I'm all right if there's no trailer. So I guess it doesn't really matter either way. I would like something. I'm I'm just fiending for anything season eight right now. Well, that's just because you're having withdrawals. Get over your fucking addiction. And I'm even rewatching the series. I started it super late like because I know there was like a chart where if you yeah. did an episode a day, you were supposed to start like a month ago. But oh, so darn. Now you'll have to watch more than one episode in a day. I can't ever possibly do that yeah i suppose we're pretty busy people there goes my stomach again it's wild it's wild and crazy kids so last week we covered little John, johnny boy on snow his first chapter and his illicit drinking yeah. so his in the back of the great hall at winterfell yeah and then his introduction to Tyrion. he got to have a little chat there so that was cool my boss so my anything 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 on that before we get moving forward into the next? You know, this actually, week's I think I did have a point to make about John one last week, but if I did, it's gone now. Well, so. sucks to suck. And uh, we can take that resentment of me forgetting my idea about John and bring that right into Catelyn, who absolutely holds a resentment. There's to John. definitely wapa segue. Handle that. Business. So yeah, we get Catelyn two today. Um, <laughs> And this is, it, it's not a jam-packed, but... I disagree. I 
I, I don't, I mean, as far as, it takes place in one room. Like, that's it. We're in one room, but the 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 layers that are being I I, here. I saw a lot of stuff so oh yeah I'm, there is I'm a ton pretty, but it, as opposed to, to you know the the other couple chapters where there's a yeah, lot of no definitely with like Danny from and, here and to John here and yeah and... so it, it was just interesting that this this chapter only takes place and that's actually how it starts is Catelyn is thinking about how of all the rooms in Winterfell her room has always felt the hottest to yeah her. yeah um and we get a little bit of backstory on the hot springs yes, of Winterfell which, if you're not gonna quote or mention deeper I, than I that I didn't write any quotes so cool so basically the the keep is built on the natural hot springs and that it the, it, the warmth rushes through the walls like the blood in the body of a man yeah um, I lied, I did have that quote written down. So <laughs> she also mentions that her bed chambers are, is the hottest in the entire cat keep. That her, of all of them, hers and Ned's well, yeah, is the hottest. yeah, because her and Ned are making that sweet, So, sweet and that's, sex. that's exactly what literally just ends right there. They have the, uh, they mention that they were literally just doing it. And she's like, you know, Ned was done, so she's gonna get up and out. Um, I also thought it was interesting while she's, uh, she's thinking on the fact that her room is the hottest because of that sweet, sweet sex. Um, and it's not because of the sweet sex. She doesn't say that. That's just me being a pervert. But, um, she thinks of how the, the, the warmth of the walls remind her of River Run right. and her days in the sun with Liza and Edmure, which as of right now, uh, we, we really don't know them, but those are her siblings. And then she also makes the point of saying, but Ned could never abide the heat. The Starks were made for the cold. Yes. And I just, I, I really just like that. I so, don't think it's foreshadowing no, so anything. So what but... I think is cool is what what uh, she says shortly after that, because they say because of the hot springs and the warmth and the natural heat there, that uh, in winter it was the difference between life and death. And that's when they say that the Starks were built for the cold. Well, then she makes this little jest where she says oftentimes she'll tell him, well, you chose the worst place to build your keep Mm. then, didn't you? If they're so okay with the cold, they go to the hot springs, the hottest place they could potentially build a castle in the north. Do you think this is also another Ned Stark shouldn't be going south warning? The Starks are made for the cold. cold. Ned could never abide the heat. He he can't go south because it just the Starks are made for the cold. The the brutally harsh but honest almost. The North almost seems to represent like honesty, where it's so brutally harsh, you know, the backstabbing, the treachery, it, it happens, but it doesn't happen as much. Whereas in the South, you know, it's it things are a little slower, a little not not slower, but just as far as Life, it's a little more luxurious. Things are, you know, you're not in constant fear of survival. Of survival, it's, it's whereas in the north you are. I mean, in in the same ways, anyway. So uh, yeah, Ned rolls off of her, opens up some windows, and he's staring out. And Cat just thinks in that moment how s- he looks so small and vulnerable. Which I think, I mean, obviously, their husband and wife, they're both naked as you know the day they were born, but obviously Ned is vulnerable. Um, I thought that was just kind of interesting for her to pick up like they they just had sex and he rolls off of her and goes to open the windows and he's standing there naked at the window but like, it also said that like he's done a thousand times before that, well that's it it's like i i didn't understand like is she trying to 
draw to the fact that he is comfortable being vulnerable with him or that she's not used to seeing him this vulnerable I think it's after more their that. lovemaking like, sessions. She knows that there's something troubling him further than what is just, you know, on the surface. And so, yeah, she she's just, she's got a lot of shit going through her head. So right she begins here, thinking, too, that... She's not too old to begin to give him another son. Yeah, um, yeah. She, you know, she's hoping that his seed will quicken uh, without, you know, the gruesome details of it, which it does go into in the yeah, book. Yeah. But, yeah, she's hoping that, you know, right. what they just did is going to make maybe another son because she's not too old. And, and there's still chance in Rick and Rickon's only I mean, three. Jesus Christ, so. they have how many kids at this point? Right, it's, right. It's like, man, that... That idea but of I thinking. mean, in the north, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, in the in this world, it's always you know, however so many kids. So she, you can uh, have. Ned, then starts mentioning about how he's going to refuse yep. Robert's proposal, and so I think that right here, this is our first glimpse at somebody playing the game. We get to see Catelyn saying, "You cannot refuse for this reason and this reason." Yeah, and this yeah, reason. absolutely. And she's explaining rules and putting this system in place, and we're seeing how the Game of Thrones is being played already. She has that mindset, being the you know the River Run that she was involved in it as a kid and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, immediately she's like, "If you do that, it's going to be taken as a slight, and this is how it's going to play out." And he's you know he's going to start to believe that you're <clears throat> conspiring against him because. Right of just a simple no. And yeah, absolutely, Catelyn's kind of drawing a light on this, that just a simple question as, you know, will you be the hand of the king? There isn't an easy answer, yes or no. No is to basically make an enemy of the king, and yes is to go down south into the the snake's pit and try to survive that. And Ned doesn't believe it at first. He's saying, you know, we were were closer than brothers. Like, Robert wouldn't... He'll understand. He would understand. He loves me. He might be mad at the moment, but he'll laugh. And he says, I I know the man. To which Cat replies, you knew the man. The king is a stranger to you. And I think that that's absolutely right. Um, Just based on Ned's earlier chapter where he barely recognizes Bobby B. Like, he sees him and he's like, this is not... The dude that I was rebelling with. This is not the dude I used to swing swords with and, you know, drink and lust and go on rebellions with. This is a, an entirely different man. Kingship has made Robert slow, sluggish, a little creepy, just a glutton for, just, yeah, for pleasure. That's the word and, that I was going to throw out there. It's just a glutton. And he's, just... he, and he's absolutely, I think, that cat has the right of it. Should Ned say no, I think. Maybe not on his own, but I think someone would begin pointing or whispering in Poppy B's ear that maybe Ned Stark said no because he has Other A, B, things. and C motive. Yeah. And, and especially with the Queen sitting right there. That, that's absolutely. I, you know, I don't ear. know if it's going to be Cersei Lannister or Tywin Lannister or Littlefinger or Varys, but somebody is probably going to whisper in his ear and go, and eh, Ned Stark's pulling some shit. You know it. So Kat's yeah. absolutely right. Um, so then she mentions... Uh, during this Brandon Stark. Yes. Did you did you pull anything from that at all? I uh, actually b- before the the Brandon thing, she while she's still tripping out about the king and Ned's response to that, she remembers she specifically remembers the direwolf dead in the snow. Yes. And the broken right. antler lodged deep in its throat, and it says she had to make him see. So, like, do you th- like? I mean, uh, not do you think she straight up is. Concerned for his life, yeah. She's yeah. seeing that the stag, the antler, that's Bobby B. That's this this offer here, and a stag is going to lead to the death of the direwolf. I think regardless of the stag and direwolf, she still would have been feeling that, just because she knows 
Yeah, I, I, I only mentioned the stag because she specifically yeah, ruminates on well. the broken antler lodged deep in its throat, and she had to make him see. Um, and then, yeah, she, she starts. They start thinking about Brandon, and so when, when she brings up Brandon, Ned, and I've never really th- noticed it before, but it says that brought a bitter twist to Ned's mouth. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, you know, th- this keep was supposed to be his. Is he? Is that bitter twist in his mouth? Is that there because he has some kind of grudge against Brandon? I or is it just because he should have been here? This should be his, and it's almost a I don't deserve this. I I don't think it's. I think it's a little of both, but I think it's more. You know, I think it it's a little resentment. Like this, uh, this is all. Not secondhand goods because Ned does love Catelyn. He he likes Winterfell, you but know. She, and so that's but what, these were all intended for someone else. Like this is sort of the scraps of what were left when right. Brandon went, and you know, I, I think it is a little. So bold. and that's uh, jumping a little bit further with that. Uh, I put the comparison there because she starts talking about about Ned's bastard and the woman that he was with. Yeah, it says um, uh, she says the shadow of his dead brother still lay between them. And so I fig- I thought that that's the the same thing. That's how it is with her as well. They're they're directly contrasting those two relationships. The Brandon. Mm-hmm. And the as did the other, the shadow of the woman he right. would not name the woman who had borne him his bastard son. Yeah, there's this correlation between well, the, whoever it was that Ned Stark supposedly right. slept with and uh, her uh, his brother Brandon. Brandon the yeah. fact that she was wed to or, or to be wed to Brandon first, and then Winterfell was supposed to go to Brandon first. Yeah, so there's these two. I mean, she calls him the shadow of his dead brother and the other, the woman. So they've got these two shadows between them that are... They're not preventing love or or communication or cooperation. It's just these sort of unspoken grievances that they both have about their marriage that won't ever really get brought up. And Well, they they have been brought up, but it's not a good topic. So yeah, so then she mentions the time that it was once brought up uh, with... The woman that he slept with. That was that's like way, way, way later. Oh really? Yeah, way, way, way later. Did I skip a bunch of shit and notes and Because just... Lewin comes in right now. Oh, and it's not until after that? Yeah, yeah, it's oh. it, yeah, she's thinking uh the rumors, like when uh cause, Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I was jumping ahead, I didn't have my note here, I just thought I worked. So then Desmond knocks on the door, yeah. hollering in. And so I would imagine, and maybe they said it somewhere, but that Desmond is just their door guard. He's the guy that's uh, posted there or something. Yeah, um, actually, uh, comment, uh, Catelyn comments on the fact that they had left instructions not to be disturbed. Obviously, they were getting it on. You know, they don't want no knocks during the freaky freaky. Right, and, she, and so he tells them that he made Meister Lewin aware that that was the case, but Meister Lewin insists that he must see them. It's yeah. urgent. So Ned lets him in, because obviously, you know, Lewin understands what a sock on the doorknob means, and he's still wanting to interrupt, to intrude. So Ned kind of sees the significance of that, and I that that is all unspoken, but I think that's actually really significant. You know, Ned isn't just fuck off, come back tomorrow in right, the morning right. when I'm doing stuff right now. I'm, he sees that Lewin's pushing to meet with There's him a reason, first. yeah. It's not just I'm showing up to, to trade some stories. So 
Lewin comes in. He is dressed in a gray wool robe lined with white fur, which... So is, everything about him is gray. It's also. the star colors. Down here. His um, eyes, his hair, his skin, yeah. his everything. He's just a gray-looking fellow. Yeah, Cat straight up says he's dressed in the star colors, which is interesting because maesters are supposed to be loyal to the castle or right. hold fast, not the family. Yeah, I was going to point that out, too, that he's the only one that has this pride in where he serves. Um... I would argue Pycelle. I, I don't want to say the only but one. But it's not... With with Lewin, it's an open pride. With right. Pycelle, it's this skeevy, yeah, I, manipulative pride. I have pride. some power here but, in uh, city. Yeah, I, I just... I really actually... I mean, I like it, but it also is kind of so, like, oh, you're a maester, you're Right not before Lewin to. entered, uh, Catelyn realizes suddenly how cold it had become. Mm. I found that really weird. Because we just sat there and got... How hot that room is. A bunch is. of information on how it's the hottest room in the, in the castle. And, like, I get that Ned was going to uh, to open the window and everything, and that made it cold as well. But, like, if she's, for some, you know, I know that she's not Ned, and so the cold does get to her. But for the hottest room in the place, and then all of a sudden she realizes how, how cold it's become in there. And that's when Lewin enters. And so I don't think it has any kind of, like telling towards, you know, Lewin or anything, and it's mostly because the window was open. Mm. But I think it just really paints a picture in that scene that, like... Yeah, no, it is interesting. I, I picked up on that, too, that the room is described as cold, even though the first two paragraphs are describing of how it's right, always been right. the hottest in the castle to her. But um, Lewin comes in, and he says that while he was taking a little nappy-do, uh, he was left a box, and he basically comes to the conclusion that it had to have been left by somebody in the king's party. Um, there were no riders or anything like that with messages, so there's yeah. that. And then uh, inside was a new lens uh, for, the ob- for the observatory from Where Mir. is what he assumed, which is where they... Which means that it's it's not a cheap lens. No, this is a pretty it's, decent lens. Because he says that they're like some of the most... The finest lens crafters of the world. And so, like, that's a damn fine lens. Mm. But then he, yeah, he th- he sees something. And Cat immediately says, a, "A lens is an instrument to help us see." And she's feeling that dread again that she she's been feeling and will. So, did you anything. notice? Was it during that time when she was explaining uh, how Lewin interacts with the kids and stuff, with stuff putting stuff in his sleeves? Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff. All this. Did the, you notice that they say that he keeps strange artifacts? Mm-hmm. You think he keeps any actual? artifacts or do you think they're just trinkets and bobs i think probably trinkets and bobs especially from what he eventually the conversations he has with bran about his dis i mean he's he studied we know he studied the higher arts he's one of the few that does have that link but he even tells bran that that didn't even achieve much for him so yeah i would think it would just be artifacts and cool little bobbits and trinkets and stuff but uh yeah lewin agrees with her yes that the lens is to help us see, and he did a little more investigating, and the box had a false bottom, um, in which contained a scroll. So Ned, being the Lord of Winterfell, reaches out for it, but it's not addressed to him. It's Ain't for, for you, son. Lady Catelyn. Um, and it's got a nice little blue blob seal of wax on it. Um, and so Ned tells Lewin to chill while we read this and figure shit out. We're probably going to need your counsel. Um, and that's when we get this scroll, which the scroll is one of the most significant things in the 
the driving and, and factor. In this book specifically, factors. and I mean, it is just a major thing for both Liza and later on Peter Peter Baelish. This is a this is the starting of the turning of the wheel for. Everything. Yeah, after John Aaron, this was step two, is mm-hmm. get this letter to Catelyn. And uh, and so, yeah, the, uh, Lysa claims that John Aaron was murdered by the Lannisters, by the Queen, specifically. Yes. And, uh, it, that yeah, that's a... That's so, a- oh, oh, fuck, I completely forgot to mention that when he found the wooden box, he said that uh, the servants saw no one. Yeah. And so do you think that that's... Maybe they had somebody. No one Possibly. was there. There's a I mean, there's a faceless man walking around, I'm, running around, doing some business. They saw no one, and so I wonder how early on George had really thought out the faceless man concept. If this was something that actually has something towards that or not, I don't know. But I just, anyway, I mean, at that point, I don't think it would have been hard to give someone a couple dragons to drop off a box in a maester's room. But yeah, it could be significant as well um oh so when uh like you were saying that she she started real like getting that trembling feeling again when with the letter yeah uh, she she was trembling from it but she mentioned specifically that it was from fear yeah that and so she just was complaining just now about how she was cold but now she's claiming it's from the fear and so it's like is it really that cold in there then like what are you what are you doing here um, anyway, the queen killed John Aaron. Yeah, murdered him. Fucking cut him up. According to Liza, him, but yeah, exactly. And uh, so Cat just straight up tells Ned, "You, you must go south. You have to go south and yes. learn what the hell is going on down there with John Aaron, with the Lannisters." And Lewin agrees. Yeah, it's. I mean, one, your king is ass, so to refuse would be kind of bad. But two. With this, with such a bold claim coming as murder of the hand of the you king, gotta figure, you got to get to the you, bottom of it. Who else but you would be able to go down there and right and do that? Um, Ned agrees, but he, he starts laying down the law. Yeah, he. Catelyn has to say there always has to be a Stark in Winterfell. Is when we first get that line. Um, there must always be a Stark in Winterfell. Um, and so that's when he also decides that Bran or Rob rather is staying there with yes, her. Yes, Rob will stay. Cat asks about the other kids. Um, Rickon is too young, so he would stay as well. But all the other children, Ned means to take with him. So yes. Bran, so, Arya, Sansa. I I really liked that when he mentioned Bran, he said that uh, he was to become friends with the young princes. Yes. He then said that him being there, he uh, he described Bran as. Quick to laugh and easy to love. Mm. Do you think it would have been any different with Joffrey? No, I think uh, if Bran had had headed down south uh, around uh, along with Joffrey or along with Jesus Christ, along with Ned and Sansa and everybody, I don't, I don't think he would have helped things. I think Joffrey would have just had a new target um, as, because Bran's younger. Um, I, I I don't think Bran would have been able to do anything to change Joffrey from the little shit that he is, even though he is as Ned describes him. Um, I thought it was interesting that when Ned names the children, it says she, reluctantly she let go of them in her heart, but not Bran. Never Bran. I never really I realized... I thought it said John. What? I thought it said not John. Never Br- John. Like, she could never love, like... No, no. Reluctantly, she let go of them in her heart, but not oh. Bran. Never Bran. Yeah. Hmm. 
No, I like why. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just dumb. That would never be John. <laughs> That's why I was like, because uh, I thought it was just in a weird way, um, like that she like she could let them all go, but like I know it, I just want to see how it's worded is all. If I can find it, do 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 do. Not healthy brand. Yeah, whatever. I can't find it. I don't care. I'm done. But yeah, so um, she called out brand specifically. Yeah, I never just I just never noticed that brand tends to seems to be her favorite. That she's she's not able to let brand go for some reason. Um, You know, it's not Rob. It's not Sansa. She lets them the rest of them all go, but not not brand. Never brand. But Ned again says he wants brand to help mend the joffrey rob tension so right then she gets into uh because she mentions well what about the bastard well yeah lewin asks about that as they're embracing and it says ned feels the anger in cat and he pulls away from her immediately um and that's when catelyn begins kind of thinking about right what happened ned was at war in the south cat was with newborn rob um and ned being ned brought his bastard back with him and called him son for all the north to see um she was displeased to say the least yeah most people either tend to, to just kind of disown their bastards or they put keep them up them, another keep yeah somewhere. keep them aside somewhere you know maybe on some farmland and give them some money and their the means to you know survive and have a life but they don't usually raise them among their trueborn children and so she definitely takes slight to that. So, and this is obviously another big flag right there that we don't really usually pick up on is why did he keep this bastard kid? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like, he's he, – typically they wouldn't. Most people won't keep the bastards. And you think, oh, well, it's because Honorable Ned, but it's really got nothing to do with the fact that it's his bastard mm. since, well, it may be, but – we're pretty convinced that it's his nephew. Right. Um, yeah, so she, Cat recalls the rumors of how Ned supposedly slayed Sir Arthur Dane in the Sword of the Morning in single combat, and then how Ned returned his sword to his sister Ashara Dane, um, and that... Then it gets interesting. Supposedly, man. yeah, a lot of people think Ashara Dane might be the, the mother of Ned's bastard, and it says finally she just asked about it, and she approached Ned and just asked him about it. And that was, in a, uh, just a quote from the book, that was the only time in all of their years that Ned had ever frightened her. Yeah. Um, that's pretty telling right there that... So it, he gets fucking pissed, man. Yeah, he tells her, it. never ask uh, me about John. Right. He says, never ask me about John. He is my blood, and that is all you need to know. Yeah. And... Uh, he he also asks her where she heard about that, heard that name. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about this? And those rumors stopped. Completely stopped, and he was obviously very angry. Um, was it there that he had grabbed her so hard that the that he'd scratched her, left red marks on her? That was... Uh, or was that when he pulled away? That was when he pulled away earlier, yeah. So, um, do you think that he's that pissed because there is some kind of... Uh, feelings towards the Shara Dane there, or do you think it's purely because of the circumstances in which uh, now it might not be the same? I don't believe in the 
Did Helen Reed stab him in the back in the... We have no idea. Yeah, right. That's And so, since we don't know um, if it was a dishonorable fight there, him returning the sword to Ashara, and then she killed herself anyway. See, I always took it as this This didn't have any... Ned, the look he gives her on all that, it had nothing to do with Ashara Dane. Uh, to me, it was just, he's, he's angry that he needs to lie to his wife. Uh, I think that first and foremost is what upsets Ned and then second of just how dangerous if it is that Jon Snow is a Targaryen and all that nonsense just how dangerous of a secret it is he can't have his wife be buying into these rumors and shit like that as well see it just to me it's it came off as the that he was pissed off and like worried about hearing her name but cuz i was going to say it seems more like maybe he's just upset at the fact that he feels he led to her killing herself i think there's definitely some of that guilt and so it's not a you know, like, Catelyn was assuming he's pissed because I'm talking about his bastard's mother. But it's because of the fact that, you know, it was two unnecessary deaths that are on his hands. I, th- I think it was kind of a mixture of it all where he he's, you know, bad, upset about the deaths. But um, I think it's mainly the rumors. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. It could have been a Shara Dane. It could have been Cersei fucking Lannister. It didn't matter. I think Ned would have had the same reaction. Um, don't ask me about this anymore. Right, this is right. something we will not discuss. It cannot be discussed. And it even, Catelyn goes on to say, whoever John's mother had been, Ned must have loved her fiercely because she could not ever persuade him to send John away. And so away. I think that's extremely important and yeah. probably one of the most overlooked lines in the book. Yeah, definitely. Because when we were in Ned's chapter just, what, two chapters ago, we we harped about how much he He loved her loved more than anything. Lyanna. Yeah. Like, of all women that there were, his sister was on the top for him. And she's sitting here saying, whoever his mother is, he loved her fiercely to keep her secret. Yeah. Who else did he love that much? Yeah, no yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, Lewin's, you know, Lewin had asked, Lewin had asked you know, what what about John? And so Catelyn, on thinking all this, she wants Ned to take John south. Don't leave him here with me. But Ned gives a great counter argument that there's, he can't have. We can't have a bastard. There's with no the place King's for court. him in the south at, at all. He'll be shunned. He'll be mocked. Uh, there's no place for him in King's. And Landing. so the master of answers, uh, Meister Lewin. Chirps, yeah. chirps right in. He jumps in and he goes, yo, John asked to join the Night's Watch. Pa, 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 pa. Didn't I tell you I was talking to Ben? And Catelyn could just about kiss the old gray dude She's this thrilled. Yeah, yeah, she loves it. She's like, hell yeah, gets him out of my hair. And he, he won't, won't be, be able to come no back. Claims. Yeah, he won't be able to come back and try to do a claiming against my children or could grandchildren. Could you imagine that? The Stark Blackfire Rebellion, oh, where John gets legitimized by Rob, but then Rob survived and comes back and fucking... Takes long claw and fucking. So would that make him Fajon? Fagon? Fagon? Fajon? <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, Ned agrees and thinks that you know there's honor to be had in the Night's Watch, even for a bastard. So, yeah, he can, he and can rank up. I think and... he just said in in the back of Ned's head, if you know what we're thinking is true, and John is Lyanna's son, it's, he's, a, safe it's a safe place. place. Yeah, no if, one if, can reach him there. And even he's... if he does, it does come out. Uh, he's taking his vows, so they're like, whatever. He's 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 a nobody now anyway. So the preparations know. are made. Uh, the children that are staying, the children that are going, and Ned kind of ends the chapter on sort of an ominous note by yes, saying, "Summer I, will end soon enough, and childhood as well." Which is, I mean, there is no better foreshadowing quote, right? Especially for, for their children. Their children. Yeah. So he also they start talking on who wants to tell John that he's going to be. 
um, heading to the Night's Watch yeah. there at the very end. And I love that uh, they closed the chapter out with a quote from Ned. And he says, when the time comes, I'll tell him myself. Mm. And, like, it was... It's obviously he's he's going to tell him he's in the Night's Watch, but I just feel like Ned was Parentage almost telling well. telling himself that when the time comes, he's gonna he's gonna speak and take care of it. Yeah, so that was Catelyn too. Just a quick, hey, here's a scroll from Liza, aka Littlefinger, um, setting shit in motion. Ned now has to go south um, to figure out what happened to his. Surrogate dad, yo. So the first domino in the War of the Five Kings has been sent by Lysa Aaron. The, the first domino, well, I would say, that isn't, like, omnipresent, that we don't that we can see and know about that is the influence of yeah, a human. Yeah, we're, we're just kind of told about John Aaron, you know, through other people at this point. So this is the first, like, hard stepping stone towards that that we have placed in front of us. Just the writing is so good to mislead you and make you think, you know, oh, it's Ned's bastard, so he must have loved a woman. But if you're paying attention to the language, the fact that, yeah, it says, he, you know, whoever, uh, the woman, whoever J- John's mother was, Ned must have loved her fiercely. And we get told a couple chapters ago that Ned loved Liana more than anything. It's just George's... Plant these seeds from the, the every line, every single line. So, did you have an inductee? Oh, you know I don't come to this prepared. Um, or then I'll give mine. Mine's going to Lewin because Lewin's a badass, boss ass motherfucker, um, who dresses accordingly but fashionably in the. I mean, Winterfell Grey. I feel like it's more not him even. I mean, yeah, he's obviously repping the Starks. No, I think it's almost subconscious. I think it's like, kind of like a so that way if he's out helping the other towns, bear, uh, neighboring towns that don't have aren't big enough to have a, a Meister, they'll recognize. Oh, this is the Starks Meister. This is the one from Winterfell. We know who this guy is, and that way it's more recognizable as to what he's well, doing. Regardless of his wardrobe motives. Uh, I think Lewin belongs in the Brotherhood this week. So. Oh yeah, he's got all sorts of sweet shit in his pockets, yeah, yo. Right. Like, he, I would be entertained. Um, so then I'm going to give mine to Desmond, uh, the little sentry outside of the door, for having the balls to knock on that door when he knows it's romping time. Because I bet you that Lady Stoneheart is not a quiet lovemaker. True that. And so Desmond had to keep his, his composure... He had to keep his hands out of his... He had to keep his hands out of his pants. Because what happens if Master Lewin walks up and he's sitting there just whacking away at those two, whacking away at each other. Whoa. So that's why he's the inductee, because he can restrain himself, and he's not going to make things weird here in the Brotherhood. So (laughs) welcome to the Brotherhood, Desmond. Uh, For this week, Desmond, you get a one-week trial. You get a one-week. Because I'm a little concerned. You, never you think know. if Ned ever saw Stonehart and they were like getting freaky, would they do something with like the throat hole? Like she's got, you know, I like girl, what that throat? Do? I feel like Ned is like the boring guy that just kind of lays there while she gets all. We're gonna totally push this <laughs> podcast rating into like the triple X well, category, yeah, so we, we should, should probably chill while we're ahead. Well, you know, <laughs> Word, guys. Um, so yeah, that was Catelyn too. Uh, next week we will be covering Arya Vun. Which, first chapter. At the moment, we're talking of uh, doing two episodes a week. So yeah, we're th- be on the lookout for that. Might not be this time. Yeah, no, we're writing out a schedule, but... trying to figure out what would what would work and all that fun stuff. But yeah, we might up our releases to two episodes a week. But 
So also new this week, we got our Patreon up. Oh yeah, and that's so right. anybody that wants to, you know, in any way support us, help us out, you know, they like what they hear and want to keep it going, you can definitely do that. It's patreon.com slash without manners There's like some our usual stuff bonus episodes yes. that will be included in all tiers, that fun stuff. Some, some private groups you'll have access to all sorts of neat fun things so check that out uh also you know let us know what you guys what kind of things you guys might be interested in if we could put them as reward tiers let you know let us know uh otherwise get a hold of us on our social medias all over the place um i'm always on the twitter at manners without Zach here. He's he does the Instagram, and he checks everything. Yeah, but he doesn't yeah. Really, you can come, you know, drop some cool meme pictures with me at Brotherhood Without on Instagram. We're also on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, just a simple Brotherhood Without Manners should lead you to us. On Remember, those. there's no the because we're above such. Yeah, no, particles. we don't need we don't the need small little little tiny fellas. So we have our facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. We can always be reached on Facebook because Facebook doesn't give you a fucking choice. They're just like, hey, you know how it's early, hey, early listen. in the morning? Well, I'm waking you the fuck up because this guy liked your post. It's dangerous to go alone. It is dangerous to go alone. Otherwise, the uh, what's the one I'm forgetting? Our Gmail is uh, without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. It doesn't have the ah uh, in front of it. Yeah, it's you could just... try it, but it'll probably send you an error that that's incorrect. So. Error. Error. I don't uh, think it'll send an audio error. Well. Be like, message not sent. If you contribute to our Patreon, maybe you'll get audio errors. That's true. Error. Error. That's five ninety nine per error. Yeah, so go hit, hit up, especially iTunes, leave us some reviews. We need those reviews. Those are important things or just you know stop in and give us a theory or uh yeah theories hey, are cool ned stark is dumb because of this and we'll possibly fight over it but you know it, it'll be a good time for everybody so if you're gonna fight them i'm gonna agree with everything they say so i hope they come at you with some wild ned shit man yo some I mean, wild probably, ned shit but we'll have to see what we see and then until then... So next week is Aria 1. Aria. Aria 1. It's a very short chapter, so there's also potential that, you know, we might just tack that onto the front of the next episode, or, you know, we're just kind of, we're playing it by ear right now. Things are things are going great. We're, we're getting a lot of good feedback right now, guys. We've got a lot so of fun stuff in the works. We've got lots of plans. Lots and lots of plans. Plans and plotting. Hit us up. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next time. On the flip-flop. Peace. Got a door, Harris.